I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, Patty, I was hoping I'd be done with reporting COVID-19 scams, but no. There's another one that's come to my attention, and I need to warn our listeners. Wow, it seems like it's never going to stop. That's right. I've said before that these are crimes of opportunity, and this scam is a perfect example. So we know that many people are trying to get unemployment benefits right now, and of course the crooks have found a way to tap into that pot of money. Here's the headline that caught my eye. EDD scam by International Crime Ring may have infiltrated Bay Area. There are fears an international crime ring may be making its way to California to exploit the pandemic and defraud taxpayers out of millions of dollars. And we know that EDD stands for Employment Development Department. Okay, thanks for explaining that, Vicki. Wow, we know that these scams travel, so it's in the Bay Area. It will probably be making its way down to Santa Barbara soon. No doubt, and apparently this one actually started in Washington State. At least that's where it was first reported. So, Vicki, how does this scam work? Well, it's actually pretty simple, at least for the crooks. They steal people's personal information, like their address, social security number, place of employment, and they get this sometimes on the dark web and sometimes by calling victims and pretending to be from the government. Then they use that information and apply for unemployment benefits using the victim's name and that other information. But they ask the unemployment agency to send the money to another address. Now, doesn't that raise suspicions? It's starting to. So a fraud investigator who was working in a bank in Oklahoma reported that they started seeing a flood of unemployment checks for claims filed by people in the state of Washington. She saw lots of transfers in the $9,000 to $20,000 range. Their bankers caught on to what was happening and they were able to stop some of these transfers, but not all of them. So who were the checks going to? In Oklahoma, did you say? Yes. Well, they were supposed to be going to people who had applied for unemployment insurance, but they were actually going to money mules. Hmm. You've talked about money mules before. Remind us again what you mean by that term. A money mule is someone who agrees to launder money for a scammer. In this instance, they agreed that the unemployment check could be deposited into their account and that they would then send the money along to another person who is a part of the crime ring. Now, the money mule is usually offered a cut of the money that they pass along. So what happens is by the time the bank or law enforcement catch up with the money mule, that money is long gone and it's not traceable. But, and here's the important part, the money mule has broken the law. Wow. You've mentioned before that romance scam victims sometimes are talked into becoming money mules. I imagine sometimes people become money mules unknowingly or unwittingly. 
That's right, Patty. And in the Oklahoma case, law enforcement believed that the money mules were romance scam victims. And this usually happens when the victim runs out of money and the scammer realizes she's really got nothing left to send him. So he will then ask her to do him a favor, and by the way, she can recoup some of the money she lost. He'll tell her that he needs help transferring money, and he'll usually pretend it's for some kind of a business deal. She agrees to have the money from some unknown source deposited directly into her account. She'll then send the money to the perpetrator or to his associate, and she'll keep a small fee for herself. Am I right in thinking that a lot of times these victims don't even understand that they're breaking the law? That's right. They're desperate for money, and they also want to keep the romance going by forging this connection with the scammer. What do these folks say if they are questioned about why, if they live in Washington, they are receiving benefits in Oklahoma? The standard answer apparently is that although these folks live in Washington, they're riding out the pandemic, staying with relatives in Oklahoma. And remember, Patty, Washington was one of the first states to get hit with this pandemic, and they were hit very hard. Oh, so the story makes sense. Now, how widespread is this scam? Well, according to my source, there were millions of dollars in fraudulent claims in Washington and Rhode Island where this scam has also surfaced. So in Rhode Island, it was reported that the number of fraudulent claims is keeping pace with the number of legitimate claims. And the Secret Service expects this scam to spread to every state. That's very disturbing for more than one reason. The states are already struggling to keep with the legitimate claims, and having to deal with these fraudulent claims must be slowing the process even more. Do the authorities know who's behind this fraud? It sounds like a big operation. Yes, the authorities believe it's a Nigerian crime ring. One article called the ring the Scattered Canary Ring, and I've read additional articles on this particular scam, and they also target this crime ring, the Scattered Canary Ring, kind of a funny name. Is there a problem for the person whose benefits have been stolen? There is a big problem. There's a limit on the amount of unemployment you can claim, and if the scammer exhausts all of your benefits... There won't be any available if and when you need them. Oh, that's terrible. So what should someone do if they find out their benefits have been stolen? Well, according to the Federal Trade Commission, there are several things you should do. You should, first of all, report the fraud to your employer. And be sure to keep a record of who you spoke to and when you made that call. Also, report the fraud to your state unemployment benefits agency. But again, good luck getting through. That's going to be a problem because everybody's trying to get through to that agency now to file a claim for unemployment. Next, you should report the fraud to the Federal Trade Commission, and they can give you some help with the next recovery steps. And place a free one-year alert on your credit with the credit reporting agencies. And Patty, you should review your accounts often to make sure that nobody is claiming credit in your name without your knowledge. Thank you so much for all this good advice, Vicki. Now, did you save time for some good news? 
Well, we do have some good news. I've got a couple of items. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we talked before about one of the scams being crooks selling illegal pesticides, claiming it protected you against the coronavirus. There was a Georgia resident who was arrested for doing exactly that. She was selling an illegal pesticide on eBay, claiming it protected people against coronavirus. And she was arrested by ICE. Uh, working in tandem with several other federal agencies, including the postal inspectors. So that's one piece of good news. And the other thing that um, is good news is the feds really are responding very quickly to this unemployment insurance scam. They're contacting state agencies. They're explaining what this scam is. And the state of Washington was able to recover $333 million dollars out of the $600 million paid out fraudulently. So they were able to get at least half of it back. And people are now advised about this scam. They're trying to take precautions with their unemployment insurance department. Oh, I'm so glad they're recognizing the scam so they can put a stop to it. Thank you, Vicki, so much for this very important news today. If someone in the Santa Barbara area is listening and they suspect they're being scammed or someone they care about, how can they reach you to report it? Here's my direct line to my office, area code 805-568-2442, and I'll say that again, 805 568 and I invite people to call with any questions or concerns they might have. Thank you so much for this timely episode, Vicki. Great advice. Until next week. Thanks, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.